Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, Granny, get your gun. Also, the Republican caucus has announced their agenda. And the governor's race is getting really crowded. Hmm. Yeah, political silly season. Here we go. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, Angie Horn, Republican consultant and all-around bright woman, and Josh Moon, one of the great guys that I know, columnist and investigative reporter at APR. Hey, it's a new year. Everybody gets a new moniker. <laughs> nice. I like it. I was, a little worried. I was a little worried when you started with Angie, and I thought there's no way he's going to top that. But nicely done. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Angie, welcome back. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Uh, I got to tell you, I, I, you know, it, I'm not going to say what I'm thinking, but the governor's race has gotten really crowded. You, you've got about seven people running. Now there's only three or four that are serious candidates. But I mean, Angie, you have run a gubernatorial race. You've won a gubernatorial race and it was a fairly crowded field. I mean, when you look at this, Tim James, Lindy Blanchard, Lou Burnett, and a host of other people that will go unmentioned. How is this going up against incumbent Kay Ivey. So I think, let, let me say this, first of all, I think that Kay Ivey wins without a runoff, assuming that nothing drastic happens between now and May. Um, I don't understand what is going through the minds of this, these individuals. She is a very popular incumbent governor. Now, anything could happen. The governor's race you mentioned, when I, when I started that race, we were at 3%. And we were one of the people that would have been considered and also running, you wouldn't have named our names and that person became governor. Um, so anything can happen in Alabama, but it's January. There's less than five months. I don't see anyone breaking through to, to show her a serious challenge. Yeah, I mean, uh, Susan, I mean, Tim James, good guy. Lindy Blanchard, good person. Lou Burnett, we don't know, Burdett, we don't know him, but he runs King's Ranch, King's Home, which is a place where we used to. What's that? Is he related to Big and Little Enos Burdett? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, but I mean, uh, you know, these are nice folks, but that doesn't make you governor material. I, the only thing I can see is maybe they're trying to get name recognition for the, the next campaign cycle, possibly. Yeah. I don't know. And I, I think there are some rubes in there that, that, that somebody's behind maybe maybe i mean uh josh you know you got dean odell who, who literally blames the world's flat and then there's a uh, uh what is it dave thomas who used to be a legislature you know if if jim ziegler would jump in there you could have ivy and the seven dwarfs but uh 
I mean, what, what's your take? I, I, look, it's, uh, it's it's fun to watch, you know. Uh, it's fun to watch uh, the, the this little race with these folks here and try to figure out how far right they can get. I mean, you would think that at some point uh, somebody might take a little position towards uh, normalcy on this, but no, everybody just keeps lining up to the right to take votes away from each other, and, and, and then you have Kay Ivey in the middle. And, I, I mean, I hate to say this, I think Angie's right. I think she'll probably win without a runoff because, uh, I mean, she staked out this ground that is more close to the center. Uh, I mean, she's still far right, but she's closer to the center than all these other crazy people. And so I, I don't see anybody kind of challenging her on that. Angie, I, we noticed something about Lou Burdett, and I don't, you know, we always look for uh, the boogeyman uh, that might be lurking. And if you look at the, uh, the uh, board of directors for King's Home, it is Bob Riley is a lifetime member, and then Minda Riley Campbell is another member. Is this possibly the Rileys trying to insert themselves back in into politics? So I, I was unaware of that fact until right this second. Um, but I do think if the Rileys were going to get someone to run against Kay, I think it would be someone with that someone's heard of. Mm. And, and Luberdet isn't someone that anybody's heard of. Um, you know, I don't know anything about the guy, and, and I don't think anyone else does either. He's not really launching any sort of campaign. The kickoff was not something that I would see Riley-esque like. Um, right. So anything's possible, but this just doesn't, doesn't look professional enough to me to have anything to do with them. Well, I called a bunch of current sitting legislators and asked them about what the Riley effect might be. Do you remember what they told me, Susan? They said that, uh, he, you know, he hasn't had very much effect in the last... 10 years, right. you know, he couldn't basically couldn't break wind in the state house right now. <laughs> oh, couldn't pass wind in the state yeah. house. <laughs> okay, well, there. Well, you have rude. to remember, if you're 30 years old today, <coughs> you were not old enough to vote the last time Riley right. was on a ballot. So right. I, I'm not sure that there's, I'm not sure that, that, you know, what the influence level is there, but I certainly think it would be better than someone no one's ever heard of. Well, I agree. He seems like he's done a lot of great work with the, the home there. Sure. Certainly has done that. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to the Senate race. I mean, we, we whittled it down to uh, Katie Britt, Mo Brooks, Mike Durant, because uh, Susan, Miss Taylor, Jessica Taylor has dropped out of the race and now is endorsing Mike Durant. Yes, she has. She has, which we kind of expected from the beginning, but uh, we thought it'd be earlier than this, honestly. Angie, the thing that I found very odd and, and is that Miss Taylor would drop out, but then she immediately started attacking Katie Britt, calling her Common Core Katie, calling her a rhino, which is Republican in name only. And to me, and, and you give me your take, she sounded like a seven-year-old mean girl. Yeah, it was very odd. I, you know, for her to attack Katie Britt was was extremely odd it did come off as immature and a mean girl but then she just attacked her with things that were false calling her common core katie katie Britt was when she was head of bca the one that took bca from having the position of being pro common core to 180 degrees changing that katie is the only reason the bca no longer supports common core so um i think it's very interesting to see jessica who is an extremely intelligent person who knows the difference between truth and lies try to get more attention by by acting like a seventh grade girl spreading false rumors about the head cheerleader it's just ridiculous yeah, yeah. and it, irrelevant it's, 
Susan, I mean, we got about 20 seconds here. I mean, what was your take on that? My take was, you know, this was just basis, uh, like a mean girl going after another woman. I don't think that, that if she was going after a guy, that would be different. But another woman going after another woman in the same race, I don't think it's going to play as well as she thinks it's going to play. Yeah, I think that attack dog doesn't fit her. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. My dog Jupiter is frightened when I climb too high, the owl said. Monsters, Daddy. I did, honey. There are no monsters. You're perfectly safe. Protect yourself and those you love. Vaccinate now. So you got caught speeding. But this time, you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. I, I, I want to stay on this Senate race real quick here. Uh, this week, uh, we were sent a picture of a Christmas card that Secretary of State John Merrill sent out. And that picture is from uh, U.S. Senate campaign for John Merrill. It is. It uh, is. That, you know, either one of two things here. Either he's planning on getting in the race, which we've always thought he would, or... He's spending his campaign money illegally, possibly. Possibly. Possibly, because if he's not running for Senate, then you really can't use those Well, I talked to Secretary Merrill, and he, he didn't seem committed uh, one way or the other, just saying that he sent out some Christmas cards, and he did offer to send me one, and I'm looking forward to getting it. Well, uh, that's, that's pretty perfect, not being committed one way or the other for John Merrill. I mean, what, Angie, what do you make of that? So I think it's interesting. So uh, this certainly lit up the world of, of inside baseball and politics in Alabama the week after Christmas. Um, I think there's a couple of things. First of all, the Christmas cards didn't go out until after Christmas, which I, whatever. Uh, but they do say paid for by this John Merrill for U.S. Senate campaign. Right. Um, so you're like, okay, is he just sending out Christmas cards? But if you go look at his Alabama Secretary of State campaign, he has more than $20,000, which is certainly more than enough to send out some Christmas cards. So, I, I, you know, I don't understand uh, if John Merrill is simply wants to be talked about, and that's why he did this, or if he has intentions of actually joining the U.S. Senate race. Um, you know, I, I'm leaning toward John Merrill just wants to be talked about and well, doesn't care why. And here we are talking about him. Uh, exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I hey, mean, all what, right. So, no, what would he? Um, I don't. What would he even gain? Didn't he tell everybody that he was he was not running for office in in twenty two? John yes, Merrill told a lot of people a lot of things. I'm just saying. I just I was pointing that out. You know. All right. I agree. Well, well, we will see. As they said, or the blind man said to the deaf horse. Uh, legislative priorities, Josh. I know you're very excited about some of the things that the legislature is doing. I mean, first. 
I mean, the one tough one that they do have to handle, and this is serious business, is allocating over $1.5 billion in, in uh, ARPA funds. Uh, of course, uh, none of the Republicans voted for it, but they're going to spend the money, Josh. Oh, yeah, they're, they're going to show up to all the ribbon cuttings. Uh, so, yeah, you, you know, I, I am interested to see exactly how we're going to spend this. I have uh, followed around other states uh, that are spending this money, and uh, there are a lot of proposals for tax cuts. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you now, one that we could cut immediately is the grocery tax uh, for Alabamians, and I, I believe some Democrats are going to propose such a thing uh, and using some, some of those funds to back that up which we should have done a long time ago. But removing taxes from poor people uh, should be something that we absolutely take a look at. Uh, but I, I can't help but notice that none of those bills of the 70 that have been pre-filed, only one, uh, one slight tax cut from Arthur Orr uh, is the only thing we have there among those pre-filed bills uh, related to tax cuts for or any savings for anybody. So I, I don't know, maybe we'll just build some more prisons out of it, I guess. Well, I mean, Angie, there's a, you know, there's only a few things that they put on their agenda, and one of them is permitless carry, or what they euphemistically call constitutional carry, which means that, you know, basically Granny can take an AR-15 to the Dollar Tree with her if she wants to under her house dress. I mean, and the other thing is, uh, is of course, CRT ban, critical race theory, and another thing is, uh, uh, removing the racist language from the Alabama uh, Constitution. I mean, all those three things are pretty interesting. They are, and I think you'll see even a lot more in the actual agenda as it comes out. Bills are just now starting to be filed. The first priority will be the ARP money. I think one of the things that, that is interesting right now is that the federal government has not released all of the details on how we can spend this money. So there's right. still some stuff that's up in the air but um, I, th I think you'll see a lot of it, especially when it comes to the nursing homes and the hospitals who really need this money to, to help uh, compensate them for the fight they've been having on the front lines for the last two years. Yeah, I mean, the thing we would like to see is that the ARPA money go mm -hmm. to, you know- the, the, To COVID-related things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that would be a nice idea, don't you think? Yeah, that would be, be quite good. a surprise, wouldn't it? I'm just hoping that they get all those permitless carries uh, bills passed through there so we can everybody can carry a gun in Montgomery where, where we know there's a real issue with people being able to carry guns. Well, Josh, just let me say this. The problem is everybody is carrying a gun in Montgomery. That's why they're yes. shooting everybody. So people yes. who are it's legal law-abiding citizens have should have the right to defend the themselves. People have flooded, the Republican policies have flooded the streets with guns. That's the, the whole problem that we have. Wait, now everybody can get a gun Hold on. $10. Do you really believe um, that the people yes. that are breaking into your houses and cars and shooting you in Montgomery are Republicans? Because that's uh, not the case, Josh. The, the Republicans have flooded the streets with weapons, and that's a fact. And if you, you can talk to any police officer or sheriff or law now, enforcement officer out there, and you, you will find from these people who oppose every single one of these bills, they oppose all of them because they say it makes them less safer and it prevents them from taking weapons off the street, which there were over 1,600 confiscated last year alone in Montgomery. Josh, and this country you, was- They are Josh, yes. this country was flooded with weapons by Eric Holder under the Obama administration oh, oh, when Fast oh. and the Furious. Now, if Just you want to have- stop it. History, the Fast and the Furious, what are you talking about? Fast and the Furious running guns in Mexico. At least get your scandals right, come on. Well, how about that uh, 1901 Constitution? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Well, well hey, you know, we know from the 1901 Constitution that there's no CRT, right? There's no ingrained racism in Alabama. Well, that's one of the things I wanted to point out. You know, we're, we're, the legislature is certainly going to ban uh, critical race theory in schools, even though it's not there. And meanwhile, you know, approve a rewrite of the Constitution that takes out the racist language that is in the Constitution of Alabama. Can, can I say real quick that uh, I, I don't, I, yeah, and, and you're right about what, what you say about CRT not being in schools, but th this is, it's phony. What they're saying is phony because what they're actually trying to do is is rewrite the, the teaching of, of Jim Crow laws and of slavery. That's what they're trying to do. And we see it all over the country now. They're trying to ban books in, in Tennessee and they're gonna start banning books in Alabama as well. And all of these things are meant to make white people who are somehow or another so offended by the fact that somebody might blame white people for slavery because they're the ones who created slavery. And so now that we can't teach children about this because it might make them uncomfortable Here. in their classroom. But the Here thing is, is it's question. been around for 40 years. Yes. Critical race Here theory has been around for 40 years. If critical sorry, race Andy. theory is not being taught in Alabama schools, why are you so opposed to banning it being because taught Because that's not Alabama what you're schools? talking about. You're not talking about banning critical race theory. They're talking about rewriting the curriculum in history classes and teaching students something other than a true history. That's what they're trying to do with this. The critical race theory is just a guise to do it all. And you know this. They're doing it no, already right, right you now. Know is it, what you know what is that? that you would not be so upset about banning something that you say doesn't exist if it really didn't exist. That's if it doesn't exist, why do you that? care if we ban it? All right. We're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We can pick this up on the other side. Yeah, All right. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. My dog Jupiter is frightened when I climb too high. The owl said. Check for monsters, Daddy. I did, honey. There are no monsters. You're perfectly safe. Protect yourself and those you love. Vaccinate now. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. I'm going to take a different tact here, and y'all can go back at it, but I think we all can remember 2010 when the national, the, the, the Republican Party pushed the idea of Sharia law as coming to every courthouse in America. Mm -hmm. mm. And that, that was the big issue. Sharia law was the big issue. Is, is this not, Susan, sort of catch-all? Uh, to it me, is. it seems catch-all to throw everything into a basket and say, this is evil coming. Right. Well, I mean, the CRT is taught at a master's level elected course. What I guarantee you what they're going to do is they're going to come in and pass a bill and say it cannot be... Uh, taught in public schools, which it's not, and then call it a victory and go home. I mean, that seems to be sort of the broad, my broad consensus of being Susan. But again, is this really not a hot button issue to get people riled up in the election year? 
Well, yeah, but and, and like Sharia law, it's it's come from people that have no real policy ideas, and so they use fear to, to get themselves elected. And so that's the same thing that's happening now in the classroom. But what they're actually using it for, I mean, we we literally have seen this in, in several states. In Oklahoma, for example, right now, they're talking about uh, teaching a, a non-race-based uh, slavery uh, history, uh, the history of slavery without using race. Uh, they're talking in, in Tennessee. They're trying to ban a book about Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, that these are the things that are happening under the guise of we're banning CRT because this is a this is something that's going to make all white children hate black children. That's what they're doing, all right. And you can say that there are a lot of well-meaning people out there that do this, and I don't doubt it at all. And there are a lot of people that are just using it for a pure pander, uh, and that's fine as well because that's what politicians do. But you have people who are going to take advantage of this, and it's going to hurt the actual teaching of history in classrooms. Slavery is wrong. It was an abomination and it never should have happened. Martin Luther King Jr. was a hero and CRT is terrible. Those three things are facts, Josh. And there's CRT absolutely nobody, nobody who follows the teaching CRT of Martin Luther King Jr. who would believe in critical I, race theory. Explain to me how CRT is terrible, Andy. CRT? Actually, explain to me what CRT is. CRT I, wait, is I, I, go ahead. CRT is the idea that there is a fundamental entrenched in each one of us and in our society as a whole. No, not in each and one I, of us. Yes, not it in is. Each one of us. It, within systems, within within social systems within the United States. Of which we are a product. That means yes. that as as individuals of your race, then that ingrains in you certain inequalities or superiorities or inferiorities that are then no. the result of how you. Yes, it is. No, Josh, no. It, that right. can we be a product. That can be a product of this. Yes, but it's talking this. more about the uh, the systems that we have in place, the justice system, for example, which I think we can all track the ingrained uh, biases you know CRT, and things that CRT, are there. CRT teaches, and this is a fact, CRT teaches that Martin Luther King and his principles were wrong because Martin Luther King believed that no one should be judged true. by their race and CRT judges oh, everyone by their race. All right, we're going to have to leave. We're going to have to move on. We're going to have to move on. We're going to have to move on. I love it, but we're going to have to move on. Hey, I want to get to some uh, less controversial <laughs> things here. Uh, and uh, next year, we're going to have a new Speaker of the House. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mac McCutcheon, who I think has done a great job as speaker, uh, is is retiring. He's not running for re-election. Uh, <clears throat> Susan, right now it looks like the majority leader uh, Nathaniel Ledbetter has the inside track. But you hearing anything any different? Uh, he he looks like the strongest contender for it. I mean, there's some other folks that are out there in the field that were talked about initially, but that all has kind of died down. Angie, you you hear anything on that? How the speaker's race is going to turn out? I think it's extremely too early. I think you're right. Right now, Ledbetter is absolutely the the uh, leader uh, in this race and, and the leader of the caucus. So, um, but you know, I've learned a long time ago, it's gonna be a year, but if it's today, then yeah, Led yeah. Ledbetter is absolutely the next speaker. You know, the other thing is I wanted to touch on here is, is Greg Reed has, has really come in and, and taken over from uh, his predecessor uh, and um, Dale Marsh and, it seems like the Senate is somehow a little more cohesive and less divisive right now. I don't know if that's because of COVID, uh, but he seems to have a more managerial style. Do you, do you see anything changing there, Angie? A little differently. Um, I think that the, especially the freshmen of the House are the most bonded group of legislators I have ever seen. 
I have never seen as organized and united group of legislators in the decade and a half I've been doing this as I have the freshman House Republican Caucus. It's incredible. And they're a large, they're a large group and they're cohesive and they work together and, and I've never seen anything like it. So, um, Josh, I'm sure you don't have much of a take on that, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll move yeah. on to the next. That'd be great. Awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, you know, one thing we know is they'll run over Democrats like they were, you know, mud in the road. Uh, yeah. And then come uh, up with phony ideas to attract uh, more African-Americans to the party. Yeah. When are you going to have well, ideas to attract Democrats to actually run? Because there aren't well, any right. running for major offices. Well, not yet. Just started qualifying, though. A month ago. Well, we'll see how uh, it goes. Just to round out the bad news, COVID cases are uh, a, a, a igniting and record numbers throughout Alabama. Uh, and it would be remiss for us not to acknowledge that, you know, 9,310 Alabamians died last year. We've also lost 16,496 Alabamians and counting to this disease and there is nothing that we can say or do to get people to take the vaccines or the disease more seriously, Josh. Well, no, it's because the, <coughs> you know, a lot of the people that are in power uh, in this state, that have led this state, have undercut the vaccine efforts uh, by a variety of different methods. Uh, they have chosen this tactic of trying to tell people what they want to hear instead of encouraging people to go out and get vaccinated. Uh, and you can look at uh, every chart that's out there showing uh, where the deaths and hospitalizations are occurring. They're occurring in the unvaccinated people that are out there. The more serious illnesses are in the unvaccinated. The deaths are pretty much all among unvaccinated people. And if you chart it by political party and by news source, you can see exactly where these are coming from. And so there's a straight line between uh, not believing in taking the vaccine and your political party of choice, and it, and it relies on who has been telling you the truth about this thing from the very beginning. Um, and, I, you know, it's a shame that that's, that's been the case. It has really hurt a lot of people. All right. Well, unfortunately, that's going to have to be the last word. You've been watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.